This is the Bad Batch Podcast on TV Podcast Industries, and we're talking about The Bad Batch Season 2, Episode 12, The Outpost. Where are the rest of your men? Dead. Hex, Beach, and I, we're all that's left. Your failings will be dealt with later. For now, I am in charge here until the cargo is transported. I feel safer already. Look here, clone. You speak to me with respect. In my experience, respect is something to be earned. Yet the Empire assigned you to this desolate rock, where you let the majority of your squad get killed. Tell me, Lieutenant. How many missions have you commanded? That's what I thought. Boys, why don't you help the new boss get situated? Welcome back to TV Podcast Industries. We're talking about The Bad Batch, Season 2, Episode 12, The Outpost. I'm one of your hosts, Chris. I'm one of your other hosts, Derek. Hello there, fellow Batches. I am one of your snowy hosts, John. Mm. Stay frosty. Yeah, poor John uh, seems to have lost his voice a little bit, uh, a little bit grayly on this episode, but I think you can get through this one, catch John? Yes. <laughs> yes, you were too long on the Hoth planet, and that's the only planet I know. I have that's a deep snowy and gravelly voice. <laughs> well, slightly breathy as well. <laughs> yes, we've got to cut open a tauntaun and put you in it. There you go. For the Thank rest you. of the day. Yes. Mm. And I thought they smelled bad on the outside. There you go. There yeah, you go. There you go. <laughs> We're just going to make really bad Star Wars jokes for the rest of this episode. Well, that's really what we all we do on this show. Mm-hmm. Really. Uh, but we're not here to talk about bad jokes. We are here to talk about... Season 2, Episode 12, The Outpost. Guys, very quickly before we get into it, thoughts, one-liners, what do you think? Loved it. Interesting that you asked last week whether we could have episodes without the Bad Batch, and then we have an episode without the Bad Batch <laughs> here at all, yeah. Chris. So uh, I like that. Um, yeah, I, you know, it's, it's Crosshair uh, coming to a big realization. So um, I, I think this was a great one. Loved it. Yeah, definitely. Um, same thoughts as yourself. Mm-hmm. Excellent stuff. Okay, so let's jump into everything. But before we do that, make sure you pop on over to our website at tvpodcastindustries.com where you can see each and every episode in its glorious splendor that is also kind of been redone and got a lovely shiny makeover thanks to our supporters over on patreon.com <laughs> so please go on over and give it a give it an old look-see absolutely you, you, this you is might enjoy it. you know this is our 752nd episode of the podcast so they're all available <laughs> over there <laughs> wow and all split out into their own feeds as well so loads of ways of listening to uh, what you like about tv podcast industries hopefully Excellent stuff. If you really like it and want to give us some feedback, you can send us emails to feedback at tvpodcastindustries.com or you can head on over to our Facebook group at facebook.com slash groups slash tvpodcastindustries where we have a spoiler post for each and every episode. Speaking of, should we get into episode details? So Derek, do you want to tell us who gave us what, when, where and how? 
on this episode. Sure. Maybe not the how, but I'll tell you who. Anyway, uh, the executive producers for the show, of course, Dave Filoni, Brad Rowe, <laughs> and Jennifer Corbett. This episode was written by showrunner Jennifer Corbett. <gasps> of course, wow. because it's a big, big moment yes. for one of our major characters in here. Oh, Jennifer. And not only do we have one director, we have two this time. We have Nathaniel Villanueva and Brad Rowe, another one of the executive producers. So I think you can tell this is one of the episodes that uh, that required everybody on board to yes. kind of had to get it right. It. Exactly. Had to get it right. Exactly. And of course, we'll mention it, as always, story editor for the show, Matt Mcnevitz, the guiding hand really? behind the story. Yes. Yes, John, do you want to tell us what they gave us with your synopsis for The Bad Batch Season 2, Episode 12, The Outpost? Sure. Crosshair is ordered on a mission by the obnoxious and clone-hating Lieutenant Nolan to recover cargo from an Imperial supply depot under attack by local insurgents on the ice planet of Barton 4. Arriving at the depot, it soon becomes apparent that the clone troopers guarding the cargo are severely depleted, with only three troopers remaining. Commander Mayday's smile at the arrival of his relief soon disappears when he meets Lieutenant Nolan, who has no sympathy for Mayday's predicament. As they prepare to secure the base and transport the supplies off-world, the insurgents attack, taking with them two supply crates and in the process killing off Mayday's remaining troopers Hex and Veach. But Lieutenant Nolan blames the clones for the attack, ordering only Mayday and Crosshair to recover the supplies. Tracking the insurgents, Crosshair finds out that Commander Mayday is disillusioned with the new Empire that has combat troopers babysitting cargo. The two troopers recover the supplies but are caught in an avalanche at the insurgents' mountain base. Mayday is badly injured, but Crosshair manages to carry him back to the Imperial base, where stormtroopers are loading their new combat armour to take off-planet. Crosshair requests urgent medical attention for Mayday, but is denied by Lieutenant Nolan, and Mayday dies from his injuries. Lieutenant Nolan considers it no loss, as in his eyes all clones are a waste of resources and expendable under the new Empire. Hearing this, Crosshair shoots his superior officer dead before passing out. Slowly waking up, Crosshair finds himself in a laboratory on Tantis, with Henlock's research assistant looking over him, warning him that if he cooperates, he may survive. That was some episode, guys. Mm-hmm. Yeah. This is the, again, this is a two for two now. We're two for two. Um, in that back to back, we have gotten some really strong episodes that moves the back Definitely. forward, that moves the story forward, that moves mm-hmm. the season forward. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, and let's get into it with our blaster points for this episode. Kicking off with blast point number one. Crosshair has a new mission. Mm, Yes. Mm. Straight away, we get introduced to Nolan, who you're just, you're ingrained to hate. Oh, absolutely. Straight away, they're like, this guy is a capital D-O-U-C-H-E. Like, Mm -hmm. ultimate. Like, the, the space variety. He even has a fur... Kind of almost like a fur <laughs> yeah. shoulder kind of kind of like piece on him on his coat throughout the like the later episode, and you're just like, okay, yeah, you're just that guy. He's just awful. Yeah, he's, awful. he's properly like just horrendous. It's just his opening line when he sees the uh, the other clone troopers talking to each other. He's like, ugh, not clones. I hate using used equipment. And you know, it's it's just that 
way he has of looking at the other clones that you know you're you're going to hate this guy. Uh, given everything that Crosshair has given up for his belief that good soldiers follow orders, you know, it really rubs him up the wrong way that this is the person that's going to be giving him orders uh, throughout the throughout the show. One other thing, just in the background, right at the beginning of the episode, you see some clone troopers who are being relieved of duty or are put, being put into what they think is early retirement. Um, so there's also that background. Crosshair is being left alone. He's sitting on his own, but he's observing everything that's going on around him. So while he is on a new mission, and remember how, not loyal, but I suppose how connected he was to Rampart, he's now off on his own, just being sent on effectively silly little missions uh, in his yeah. mind. He's not being sent on something that really uses his um, experience or the level that he'd gotten to within the Bad Batch. He's being yeah. sent on a mission to support this douche. Yeah. No, and it, like that's the thing. This guy is just... We've all known someone like him. Mm-hmm. Where he's just like, well, I'm too important. Like, they, they even... The way they animated Nolan is that his head is always slightly tilted up. Uh-huh. Like, he's yeah. looking down his nose at all times at the clones, at his used equipment that he must use. Um, and that's really just such an interesting way of even animating just like ew new i will not deal with you guys (laughs) um so and i i enjoy it because they set you up that you want to that you they set it up that you want to dislike him from the Mm get-go um and which is interesting because you're already set up to dislike crosshair yes crosshair is working for the enemy yeah he is working for the newly found kind of the fledgling empire, basically, mm-hmm. uh, as we talk about. And again, it's that kind of just, well, they, is the enemy of my enemy my friend? No, no, no. It's just another bad guy. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, the mission is, you know, it's it's around cargo. It, it's, well, high value cargo, but it's being targeted by the insurgents. So they're there to effectively um take it off world in order to um, stop it from getting stolen. And again, as, as the episode plays out, it's also at this very moment in time, it's probably keeping it um, a secret because if these, if the cargo, which is ultimately stormtrooper armor gets out, then people will go, well, what's this? It's not clone trooper Mm -hmm. uh, equipment. Yeah, Yeah, exactly. And that takes us to Barton 4, where another Hoth-like snow planet. <laughs> Absolutely. Where um, essentially, like, I made the joke about the outpost being last week was an aliens um, kind of uh, homage with uh, kind of the, the escaped monster. And then I made the joke last episode that this might be a homage to the thing. And we get... And now post in the middle of a snowy desert. There you go. Hey! <laughs> so it is. And I did think they were going to go there. I thought there was going to be something in the tunnels going in between, making them all look like different clones, because you could do it that way. Anyway, <laughs> very cool. But we get this, and we get introduced to the new characters. We get introduced to another another set of clones, which is our second blaster point for this episode. <laughs> Yes, Commander Mayday and his clones. Um, firstly, really love the setup here as they arrive. That 
its commander Mayday and his team and Lieutenant Nolan has arrived. A, a as I, as I understand it, a military class two levels below a commander. Um, Lieutenant is is two levels below. So uh, I presume it's the same within the Imperial Army, but he doesn't care at all this guy is a clone and uh, isn't fit to take off his shoes basically so and he that's how he treats mayday when he arrives but you hear that mayday and his team have been on this outpost for months and months on end with continually losing members of their team reaching out to the imperials trying to get support trying to get new equipment trying to update what they have there to keep these really important apparently crates safe and they're getting no support. They're now down to three people on this planet, and their equipment is starting to fail. Yeah, effectively, like they've been left to rot here. Yeah, yeah. Um, again, with everything going on, it's just clones probably in the new command structure of the newly forming Empire yeah. and Imperial military structures. Um, again, like you say, you know, the insecurity of Nolan here as well, just continuing just how obnoxious he is that, you know, he, the, the, the smile from Mayday at the prospect of being relieved of mm-hmm. duty and, and going to get some well-deserved rest and recuperation on this difficult posting is kind of just wiped out by just Lieutenant Nolan talking. Yeah. You know, and, but he soon he gets the measure of him that, you know, Nolan hasn't had any, um, combat experience before. He's mm-hmm. not battle hardened in any way. Yeah. And his leadership experience is is woeful. It, yeah. It's pure condescending uh, to anyone uh, that he is um, in charge of, mm-hmm. or indeed two two steps above him are on the command structure. So, mm-hmm. um, you know, he's kind of properly sort of. I mean, it, it kind of reminds me of the Andor's moment that the, these that they're, they're so confident that they're kind of sloppy and um, because they just believe that the resources of the empire the pure weight and military might of it mm. is the only thing that matters yeah you know uh, and so I, I this was really good i think um you know the the whole setup of then mayday and crosshair going off um to track down the 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 two the crates that have been stolen by these insurgents after an attack, which mm-hmm. again Nolan blames purely on Mayday not having the 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 right uh, defense in place. But mm-hmm. you know you see the equipment rotting um, or, or failing, and uh, you I, I like that this propels the two of them off on uh, tr- this this mini mission within the mission. Mm-hmm. Uh, but were you then? Crosser is exposed more and more to Commander Mayday's um, feelings, mm-hmm. you know, uh, just this idea. You have Crosser sort of repeating that mantra of a mission is a mission, you know, that's it. And you have Mayday, well, that's what I used to say. Mm-hmm. Uh, but now we're effectively um, babysitting cargo. Yeah. Uh, you know, we're combat troops. We're battle ready. That's what we were designed for. We're just purely um protecting a warehouse effectively yeah but what's even worse is that they're losing troopers yeah on a constant basis here they're here to protect cargo and they're also being picked off one by one yeah no 100 percent. i did think when they were crosshair and mayday were going down into the ice mines the tunnels 
I thought we were going to get a Wampa. We're going to get one of the Snow Yetis from Empire. Right. Like, that was going to be that there was a group of family, a family, a small family of kind of Wampa living in the ice mines. Mm. And they were just picking them off because they were on their territory. Because, again, it sounds like essentially the Empire went, put a bunch of troopers in the middle of nowhere Mm -hmm. and just tried to take over a planet again. We've seen them even in the last episode steal people from a planet because they saw something they shouldn't have Mm -hmm. and we've seen them that they were kind of strip mining places left right and center Mm -hmm. we're seeing the birth of the the dark empire so i was like okay here's their similar to what they did on kashyyyk yeah yeah essentially what we seen earlier which was they were strip mining kashyyyk i was expecting something a bit more similar to that and i was we were going to get a load of a, a Wampa Jedi, for example, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. leftover. Uh, it just, it, I was going to say leftover from the uh, Luke's encounter, but probably not. It no, was the baby that before. Luke met later. <laughs> but this isn't Hoth, so uh, so we no, don't exactly. we don't see a Wampa here. Um, I guess Wampas can be force sensitive. Every species can be force sensitive, right? Exactly. So, There's a frog. So I guess yeah. they could be. I guess yeah. so. <laughs> just probably uh, be quite difficult to train them. Um, Maybe they would don't want to use lightsabers, just their big paws and claws. <laughs> but they have claw sabers. Maybe. They basically put, like, uh, kyber crystals into their hand, and they go, Shring! they basically become Wolverine. Yeah, yeah. Um, but what I do like about this episode is that they don't do something like that. They don't do another Monster of the Week episode. Um, this is much more sinister. This is the exactly. idea that, effectively, these troopers have been left to do nothing other than guard gear and the gear they're guarding, which the troopers just follow orders. Don't look in the boxes. Don't look in the crates that you're guarding. That's not, that's above your pay grade. Effectively, you're here to guard them. And when they do see some of the broken open crates, it's gear for the stormtroopers, their replacements. What makes it worse is they've been sitting out in the cold and snow with their own gear getting worse and worse and worse. You hear Mayday say to, uh, say to Crosshair, you're going to freeze out here. And if they had the access to this gear, it probably would have been better and kept them safer than their own gear was as it's getting worse and rotting. You know, that realization that it's their replacements uh, equipment Uh has made a say, you know, after all we've sacrificed, we're good soldiers, we followed orders. uh, But for what, ultimately? You know, it's this, it's just this layering of the realization for for crosshair whether it is coming from a a a fellow clone trooper in Mm -hmm. in mayday uh with what's happened uh before this cumulative effect or just simply that anti-clone sentiment coming from uh lieutenant nolan you know that's the other side of it it's not just he's realizing that his brethren are despondent and disillusioned it's the fact that the people replacing them in this new empire have no respect or consideration for what they have done what they have sacrificed how they've brought it to this point um in in effect so i i like that i like that other side of it and that potentially is the the thing that 
tips cross her over given what happens right at the end totally agree with you and you know even when you connect it right back to the start with the guys being made prematurely retired and being told go contact hr basically if you have any questions (laughs) about your future you know there is no respect for what the clone troopers have done in the past and what they've delivered for the empire and as we know hr truly is an evil empire (laughs) well they can be sometimes um weirdly it actually reminds me of the first time i was made redundant um because i was working for a multinational organization that moved our call center out of ireland and i trained up the replacements and it's a weird thing to do to to give people jobs in a new country and what you're effectively doing is is passing over all of your friends and all of your workmates work to a new group of people who are already excited to work there and you've effectively taken all the jobs away from the people that you worked with including my own so it's a weird thing i do have that connection with this storyline here where you're going Hang on a second. Why am I the one that's training people that are taking my jobs? That seems odd thing. Thanks you very much. You are a Bye clone now. trooper. I am a clone because trooper. a good soldier follows orders. Absolutely. Yes. At least I got a good uh, a good redundancy for that, though. Yeah, I don't exactly. think the uh, the clone troopers are going to get a good redundancy. No, unfortunately, I really don't think so mm-hmm. either. No, they're going to be marched out the back and shot. Well, that's sent it. Sent to the glue factory. Yeah. I I do wonder. Like that, I think is going to be one of the stories that we're going to get throughout Bad Batch. Is what does happen to the clone troopers? Yes. Because there's no clone troopers left by the time we get to star wars a new hope and an empire that they're all stormtroopers then so what happened to this gigantic army so i guess that's what we're going to get over time and there's only like between like, i think five and ten years like between what we're seeing now and the beginning of a new hope something like, like that we're yeah. not talking like it's less than a decade yeah know that. They, someone could definitely tell us in the comments I, I we've talked about it before we've had this that yeah. it's a radical overhaul that's happening and i, I guess then crossers increasingly getting caught up in that and i mean i actually loved how this ultimately played out you know he is helping his fellow um clone trooper in mm-hmm. mayday back from the avalanche i mean i love the sh- the shootout with the insurgents i just like that partnership between the two oh, yeah. of them and then absolutely and even when the the music uh, cue kicks in as they're doing the uh, the battle it feels like a real exciting action yeah. sequence as you see these two really highly trained troopers uh taking on the insurgents that's it um, i i kind of like and I, i'm sure there's a there was a it was a choice that was made uh in in the uh design room but i kind of like that you don't get to know any of the insurgents because <laughs> traditionally the insurgents are the people in star wars that you're on the side of right they're the yes. they're the rebels so you don't get to see any of their faces. They're all wearing masks and all taken out quite quickly by uh, by Crosshair and uh, and Mayday here. But um, but that is a choice because you're trying to make the antagonists of the show, the clone troopers, into um, the protagonists for the episode, right? Exactly. Yeah. Interestingly, I, I thought these were kind of the snow equivalent of Tuscan Raiders, just yeah. in the way that they were mm-hmm. because yeah. of their... Um, their masks that they had. Mm. Um, and I thought, I wonder if that is actually the case. I mean, you know, I don't know, but I really got this sense of them being, yeah, the Snow World's equivalent of Tuscan Raiders. Maybe season two of Book of Boba Fett will have, uh, will have Boba Fett living with uh, with these guys instead on a snow yeah. planet. That'd be great. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. Like and then, then, then he goes to Waterworld. Yeah. And then he goes to Fireworld. <laughs> it's like Avatar in Star Wars, basically. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. I, I personally, I, I, I really enjoyed this ending. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. Yes, the action sequence was beautiful. Seeing yeah. them trying, like Crosshair deciding he's going to kind of forego getting as much of the kind of material as possible, bringing the collection back and helping Mayday, like 
get back using even the towards the thing. Mayday's using his sniper rifle or using crosshair sniper rifle, excuse me, uh, as a crutch yeah. as mm-hmm. they limp back to the outpost and seeing Mayday die. Like, yeah. it, 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 it's crazy. Like, I was not that I was not expecting. I was expecting them to get their trouble, 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 mm-hmm. and then go to a med bay and see something there. Having Mayday die there and then, yeah. literally, is the straw that breaks the camel's yeah. back. Well, it's it, because of Nolan refusing the urgent medical treatment, you yeah. know, that you have Crosshair pleading. Um, and I, it was a really great scene, you know, he's pleading and he's like, no, leave him. But then you hear Nolan talking about how, you know, it would be a waste of the resources of mm-hmm. the Empire um, and that ultimately clone troopers are expendable uh, and by extension Crosshair takes that on board. And yeah. I have to say, I was there going, just kill this <laughs> this this lieutenant i mean mm-hmm. to me so obnoxious all the way through yeah. so horrific um i absolutely understood the as you say uh, the breaking of crosshair's camel's back in a sense mm-hmm. and him just shooting lieutenant nolan yeah. yeah but he tends to be the type of character that makes it quite far in the empire so i'm glad he never made a past lieutenant or his first mission by uh, messing with the wrong clone right yeah yeah by the end of this episode you understand why they have consistently built nolan this way like they they have made you so you they built so much disdain for this yeah. character mm-hmm. you feel what crosshair is doing is the right thing yeah and but it actually again i thought I didn't expect Crosshair to do it. I was expecting a final resigned soldiers follows orders. Mm. Like I was expecting that. And so to see essentially Nolan shot in the head or shot in the shot with the, the, the blaster and then Crosshair collapsing is such a unique ending for this kind of piece because Absolutely. this is essentially this is Crosshair no longer siding. He is, yeah. the, and again, it's weird. we talked about. Yeah, this is we talked about a potential redemptive arc, mm. or how you bring a Crosshair back to a bad batch. I don't think they'll bring him back, but this is potentially how you get a Crosshair who is no longer siding with the Empire. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, exactly, exactly, and that's that's kind of it. You know, remember he doesn't have his chip. He's made these decisions on his own. He believes in the cause. He believes that what he was doing during the war was right, and it was right. They were on the right side uh, during the war as well, you know. They didn't realize the higher-ups were, well, the the emperor who wanted to set up his galactic empire. So uh, nothing wrong with Crosshair's choices. He hasn't been exposed to how clones are really being treated now uh, that the war is over. So um, him now being exposed to it has made the decision for him. So, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, a really, really great ending. Loved it. Excellent stuff. Well, should we move on to blaster point number three of where they end up? Yes, we should. Yeah, the, the final moment of the episode is a short moment, Yeah, uh, but a really important one. And the stars are aligning, mm-hmm. I believe. Yes, yes, we end off on... Tantus, I think. Yeah, back on Tantus. Mm-hmm. Um, from last week's episode. 
I, you know, with um, the assistant that we saw to Dr. Hemlock mm-hmm. sort of standing over a, a groggy um, crosser who is coming out of his um, his sleep mm-hmm. um, after collapsing on uh, Barton 4. Um, and again, you know, what's happening here? I mean, is it that he's going to be experimented on as she's injecting him again? Uh, with that warning of, you know, if you cooperate, you you may survive. Yeah. Is it the process of, of the cloning in order to get, you know, his unique abilities? Is it questioning? I mean, part of me was, you know, we know that Hemlock asked his troopers to track down who was on that um, ship. So has he been brought to Tantis in order to be questioned and mm. interrogated? And that's the survival if he just gives up his former clone unit, 99, mm-hmm. uh, to him. And again, I, I like the fact that that was referenced earlier in conversations between Crosshair and Mayday, mm-hmm. uh, where you have that, you know, Crosshair just giving that dubious answer of they're gone. Yeah. You know, killed in action, but no, you know, doesn't need to explain to Mayday. So exactly. this was just a nice little tantalizing end, I think. Yeah. The, the only other. Um, purpose I can think so it's either they want to use him for clouding they want him to use him to track down the bad batch or I wonder if they want him specifically to track down Omega or maybe just to tie That's it right back into the finale moment of last week's episode and then he would still be in a sense anti-bad batch because yeah. they would be there to rally and protect her exactly yep um, I, I think it's going to be interesting to see what they do do because this is again like you John said, it's a lining of the fate. It's, yeah. it's going to force, uh, basically, the final two episodes of this season will be that showdown. Mm. Maybe yeah. not. Maybe his next episode is the showdown. I don't think that. I think they'll keep this, essentially, what we got at the end of season one. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Crosshair kind of versus the batch will kind of come yeah. back again. Yeah. And it will be how does it play out the same way again? Is Crosshair's new masters now is essentially Hemlock and the rest of the new cloning facility guys, or is he going to push back and again no longer follow orders? Maybe. Yeah, but there we have it. Absolutely, but it is a great way to end the episode, isn't it? With this, really this complete unknown, what what actually is going to happen with Crosshair? Is he is he going to turn on the new people who are experimenting on him? Possibly. Um, or is he going to side with them and chase down the Bad Batch or, or Omega? Yeah, it'll be interesting. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. Well, gentlemen, that brings us to the end of our episode. Does anyone have any notes for this one? Um, just a, a shout out to Crispin Freeman as Lieutenant Nolan, because, I mean, he really sold the obnoxious uh, lieutenant of the the newer Empire. Yes. Um, to the extent that you're rooting... For Crosser to uh, you know punch him or take him out mm. at least so yeah. you know a uh, shout out to to Crispin Freeman absolutely yes great stuff anything else from yourself Derek nothing else for me with that means we must get our final thoughts on paper and out into the world so Derek <laughs> what's your final thoughts for Bad Batch episode twelve the outpost.
Oh, another great episode. Love this one. Um, you know, I, I know the show itself is, is 16 episodes long. They've got loads of stories to tell, but I love when they really focus on Crosshair. They've done that really well over the last two seasons when they've given him episodes. Mm. They've always been really interesting for me. And if following an episode like the one we had last week with the Bad Batch, who are also disillusioned with their position and where they are with, um, with Sid and, um, their future is kind of unknown, but it seems like they're moving. So I think these two episodes back to back have been fantastic really really enjoy them uh top marks for me um so looking forward to where it's going to go for the rest of the season great stuff john what are your thoughts of this episode yeah i really enjoyed this and it, you know it's a, a really crucial moment um mm. i'd give this four and a half absolute ice vultures out of five. Oh yeah the ice vultures yes um i i really enjoyed it i think you know it, it's that sort of eureka moment for for crosshair the realization and through both mayday and the awfulness that is lieutenant nolan Mm. that you know things are not necessarily on the side of the clone troopers and that means him ultimately absolutely and and so yeah i just really liked how they built that camaraderie between crosshair and mayday in such a a short space of time Mm -hmm. and you know whether it was through the pressure mine that Mayday saves um, Crosshair from, uh, you know, it was just a, it was an just a nicely formed episode with really meaningful and decisive sort of characters here with Nolan and Mayday that pull Crosshair to this realization. Yeah. And again, like I say, the tantalizing connection with the fact that he's on Tantis at the end, um, and effectively in the hands of dr hemlock yeah. uh, given what we saw in in episode 11 so yeah absolutely really enjoyed this episode i'll give it four and a half absolute ice vultures out of five excellent excellent i completely forgot about the pressure mine um I love, I love when uh, when Mayday says to Crosshair, "I've done everything I can do here, but I'm not an idiot." And goes and hides behind the rocks yeah. in case Crosshair explodes. <laughs> I love it. Great little bit of comedy there. Yeah, I can't add much more. Um, for my thoughts here, between what you guys have said, um, this again has shown me this episode and the last episode have really shown me like they they they're swinging back up, mm-hmm. and I think they're really on a road now to kind of end on a serious high this season. Again, just giving us what we always want, which is kind of more deep lore connections into the history of this universe, like finding out like about the stormtrooper uniforms and how that they're being pulled together, finding more about the cloning facilities and things like that. Just all of this being good and ending on a very interesting bit where I'm like, well, what, what are they going to do across here now in this cloning facility? Like where? And what is his purpose? Um, and will a good soldier follow orders? Mm, Only yeah. time will tell. But that's the end of my thoughts. Ladies, gentlemen, boys and girls, fellow Batchers, let's see if we have any feedback. So we have some feedback on last week's episode of The Bad Batch, uh, Season 2, Episode 11, Metamorphosis. First up, Dr. Bob Phillips says, Brilliant episode. The Kong meets Pating meets Hurtborn alien in a dark room and no one quite knows whose baby it is. Monster was a formidable foe. <laughs> the forced depopulation of the village, plans for kidnapping, and is that a clone commando about to go rogue who the camera plays so long upon in a couple of shots? It's good to go past the weekly jaunts and back into the horror of the Empire, but dressed for kids. 
Excellent stuff, Dr. Bob. Glad you enjoyed this episode. That, that was a, it is a really good episode. I did have to yeah. look up who Pating was in uh, in Dr. Bob's reference of Kong meets Pating. Um, do you remember in uh, in Doctor Who, Pating was the little hungry creature that ate energy and grew? Yeah, just like the Zilla Beast in last week's episode, John. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. <laughs> Good catches, Dr. Bob, and sometimes putting me on, on the back foot. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> um, good knowledge of the old who. Absolutely. Uh, for sure. And yeah, I completely agree. It was a, it was a great episode. Mm-hmm. Um, I didn't, don't know if I quite remember or didn't spot the clone commando, um, about to, you know, go rogue, sort of that camera play on him. And mm. um, so I'm going to check that out again. So yeah, good spot there because I think that's the interesting thing. I think there are all these little, background touches that occur throughout the episodes yeah yeah and i think we have a lot of clones teetering on the edge at the moment as they're learning what really is going on with well, the new empire sure. the, yeah. yeah definitely yeah. um good stuff thanks dr bob uh joe herbers also says of episode 11 a lot of alien vibes early on interesting episode tense and had developments for the larger story Surprised that the village reported a downed ship, but apparently didn't check for survivors. That's true, actually. Um, or, you know, maybe they just kind of didn't want to get involved. I mean, yeah, it, yeah it's difficult to know, isn't it? It's kind of like, yeah, why didn't they go looking for survivors? Mm. Maybe they did. Maybe they were taken by the Zillow Beast. Um, <laughs> but yeah, no, I, I'm kind of like heartless souls. So probably quite a good thing that the Empire uh, whisked them off, given that they weren't socially minded. <laughs> I was kind of thinking maybe it's because it's an Imperial ship. It's like seeing, you know, a crashed submarine somewhere near you that that probably wouldn't happen it's like seeing a crashed military vessel nearby you reported to the military the military come out and yeah it maybe do you individually as a 10 go and check out that military vessel yeah maybe do maybe you do but, but I, I wonder if there's a little bit of fear uh rightly so since they got taken away uh, at the end of the episode but i wonder if there's a little bit of fear on yeah. the imperial vessel or like anything with the military certainly research military then it's bound to have something um awful that will then decimate the town so maybe they just thought we'll pretend it didn't happen but we'll let them know we'll report it and then uh turn a blind eye until the thing comes to attack our village kind of like super eight (laughs) yeah like kind of like super eight yeah yeah exactly exactly good stuff thanks joe yeah thanks so much joe and if you want to get in contact with us for any thoughts that you have on the rest of the season of The Bad Batch, make sure you email us to feedback at tvpodcastindustries.com or pop over to our Facebook group at facebook.com slash groups slash tvpodcastindustries. Good stuff. Thanks so much for joining us for our coverage of The Bad Batch Season 2, Episode 12, The Outpost. We'll be back next week with our chat about Season 2, Episode 13, Pabu. Mm. Excuse me, Pabu to you too. Yeah. <laughs> I guess that's in a different language because I have no idea what that could connect to in Star Wars. No, not a clue. Yeah. But I guess we'll find out next week. We will. It's going to be something horribly cute and we're all going to want one. It's like Grogu, <laughs> anything with a U at the end, you're like, you no, because it's a new toy and now I must have one and protect it with my life. Maybe that is Amiga to Nolase. Uh, Amiga is Nolase's Pabu. Little Pabu. Oh, well, now it's going to be something really evil because you made it that cute, John. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, we'll find out next week. Thanks so much for joining us. Talk to you next time. Yes, thank you so much. I'll speak to you soon. Yes, thank you so much, fellow Batches, for joining us and chatting with us all about episode 12 of Bad Batch. Looking forward to seeing you next week. Uh, in the meantime, though, keep watching, keep listening, and keep being bad. Bye. Bye. Bye.
ぱり。